See on, on, on. See on, on, on. Mok on, on, yeet. Mokan on e Sikan on yan Samokan yan Sakandian mo yan Mohandian dan yan Mosokaudi an yan Sashe Mohanyan Mohuhan Anyanan Sameyan Ganyanan Mohohiandia Mohanyan Sahandia Mohanyan Sambuhuandia Han Sashayamohianyan Shiamohaya Shiamohaya Shiamohanyan Mosohani Anamohanyan Samohiahaya Hai hara mohanahia Hi hai hanaya Samohu aaya Si anya namohanya Some sashe an on onion. See more on 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 Di han mohan kanyan an mohan yan Samoso dahi haryanan Sashe hai 
God let me here to get on here to release words everywhere, including on here, as well as receive every end where I am. Something very powerful happened today, everywhere at the same time, and it was nothing but the touch of heaven. When I was worshiping and singing a song with everybody around me this morning, and when we were talking about how much God loves us and thinking about the goodness of God concerning us, everybody had a sound, a sound of crying, laughing, Songs, clapping, shouting, running. It was every form of action put into expression to release how grateful everybody really is for God to love us. 
and God took it up higher with me. Because that praise, that worship, that giving of thanks came from somewhere. It came from another place. It came from knowing something. It came from encountering something. And all I can hear is, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your love. Thank you for being there. Thank you for never giving up. Thank you. I'm not worth your love. I don't deserve your love. All these words were being said. Whether it was synchronized with God's perspective or not, it was still words that was being said. Thank you, Father, in every type of way, shape, or form. Knowing how valuable we are in the eyes of God, knowing that we are worth every part of God, every bit of God. I can never, ever see myself low ever again. I can never, ever see myself without ever again. I can never, ever doubt ever again. I can never, ever lack never again. Never again. Too convinced. Too persuaded. There's no other way. There's not no other. No, not one. And everybody gratefulness came from a place of repentance. Due to deliverance from something. It will put you on your knees in front of the room. Filled with people. It will cause you to run around. We don't even feel like even walking two feet. Playing instruments. Saving a soul, getting out your character due to how you may look or sell or say on the natural, not even focusing on that. You just know about those encounters. And all I can do is fall to my knees. Because sometimes you can experience so much trauma, so much drama that it's out of your control. But you still hang on, even by a thread, even if you, your heart being shredded, you're still hanging on. God will keep our feet from being moved if we will let him. And all I can think about is I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm not the only one here who has this, an enemy who's seeking what area of my life he can devour. I'm not the only one who's believing God for family restoration because people going this way, that way, that place, that way, saying these days, trying to continue to compete and compare within the bloodline. I'm not the only one that got to cast down generational curses. I'm not the only one who had to stir myself up. I'm not the only one who ever doubted, who ever walked in lack, 
to function when they ought to function. I'm not the only one who had my head down low and got bullet high. I'm not the only one who made mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. Wait a second. Mistake after another mistake after another mistake. Wait another second. Another mistake. Another mistake. Not the only one who's been baptized by water and still walking in fear. Not the only one who's been in another storm. Not the only one who had lost in the world. Not the only one who was ashamed of anything. And all this happened in that one encounter. Not the only one. And it caused my love to become so much more. It's different when you love, but when you have a agape love, I'm trying to tell you. Hate got the power. Confusion got the power. Even illusions got the power. Sometimes we speak honest conversation, even if it's negative things coming against us, because we don't like what's coming against us. But when you think about agape love, when you encounter that type of love, no, those words can't even come close to the love that God has on the inside of you and bestowed on you, even within you. Because all you can think about is the goodness of the Lord. And I felt for the very first time, I am not alone. Even though I never felt alone per se, but when you look at everybody's worship, everybody's praise, it's coming from a place. The same place mass come from. I'm not the only one who been through some things. Not the only one who had to cry and weep at night. Sleepless nights. Not the only one who had a utility shut off. Due to a notice in the mail that didn't even get paid. Not the only one who ever got along. So it causes to receive God's agape love, your brotherly, sisterly love, as one, as one. It's like any problem of this world, it all had to crumble down at the same time and never be built ever again. It causes you want to grab everybody up at one time and say, I love you, brother. I love you, sister. Because you can relate to, I can relate, that you've been through some things, but God saw us through it. Here's our praise, here's our giving of thank God. This weekend, honestly, I have not really had any sleep. And I was like, why am I up? During the times I normally sleep, like, why am I sleep during the times I'm normally up? Because there's a transition. Everybody has an encounter when you have visitations with God that go from one place to the next place, but you just got hold on. You can't give up. Everything around you can say give up. You can even tell yourself to give up. But don't give up. Too many people walking around that have given up, but I lift them up right now. Everybody has a moment when you receive glory upon glory. And these words are resonating on the inside of me. They are resonating on the inside of me. The king of glory. So where the king is, there is also glory present. 
And he will never leave us. So you're always in the glory. He's looking for those to notice. Those to be aware. Those to recognize. That's why it's so scripture and so many times. Be alert. Be clear-headed. If you're clear-headed, you can actually see what's going on. If you don't have your mind clear, you can know what's going on. Stop thinking so much. When I say cast every care, it's many of the thoughts are nothing but cares. We're thinking about Friday on Monday. Thinking about the next payday on payday. Thinking about money being spent before you even get it. Those are cares. Being mad to go to work on Monday on Saturday. Saying things like the weekend went too fast. The week going too slow. Cares. I know God going to pay this bill, but you keep thinking about when he going to pay it. That's a care. Wanting more. In the sense of natural resources, natural space. It's okay to want, but all you need is one word from God. If he's giving you a vision, you got to know that in order for that vision to come to pass, he going to put in your hand what you need. So why worry? Why even wonder how it's going to get done when you've filled with many wonders? Which means surprises. I cried yesterday testifying honestly. There's no lying in me. Not anymore. Not walking with God, you can't. Because those who worship God must worship in spirit and in truth. So if I'm walking being led by the spirit all day, then I'm not walking in lies. Because I'm not walking of the flesh, even in the flesh, in such a way to have it all over my spirit, man. But I am here in spirit, soul, and body. But the soul and body must come alongside with me as a new creature. Hallelujah. And I cried, and I cried, because let me tell you like this. It's nothing more unpleasing, dishonoring, than to... Be a member in a body that represents Christ with people who are aware of that theology due to their deliverance. And as Christ said, I'm interceding on your behalf day and night, meaning all the day long. That the Satan would not swift you as wheat. Because he can swift you so quick in a blink of an eye. If we're open. And how can he attack us? How can we be open for Satan? When it comes to our emotions. Offense come out of emotions. Division come out of emotions. Separation come out of emotions. Anger, bitter, strife come out of emotions. Which are bad intentions. There's nothing more dishonoring. Than for someone to know what they've been through. And now they've been brought back. As though they came back. And said yes to God. So we all know that we've been through the same pretty much process to say, what must I do to not be, you know, selfish anymore to, you know, be healed from unforgiveness for the things of the world that came upon us. So now we're in a body. There's nothing more dishonoring than to have someone know that same theology due to them same encounters and be opened up by Satan to try to cause you or cause me to fall. Now we can expect something like that outside the body. From a person who don't know, because God said, 
you know, many people suffer because of a lack of knowledge. But for those who received the wisdom, received the knowledge, and somehow went back to the old man, now being a member of the body representing Christ, but still in the way of somebody else's breakthrough. Or holding up somebody else's breakthrough because you connected and you're, you know, disconnecting the connectivity that God is trying to freely move through. Hallelujah. And sometimes, you know, we forgive. And I'm not saying sometimes to forgive. I'm saying sometimes situations like this happen when we walk in forgiveness and we're forgiving. But some of the same people doing the same thing that you forgive them from keep trying to do the same thing over and over again. Trying to keep a cycle going. Keep repeating the same thing. And you're still processing that forgiveness that you just forgiven them from because they keep doing it. Some people stop and realize, okay, I was wrong. But there are some who want to keep it going. I want to keep the lies going. I want to keep the anger going. I want to keep the deceit, the deception going. I want to keep this backbite going. I want to keep the division going. Just like when somebody give a positive, you know, like I just want to just start fresh and I want to just do right. And, you know, I want to start going back to church. I, I've been at home too long. And somebody can say, yeah, you go ahead by yourself. See what I'm saying? I want to keep it going. Don't want to put a stop to the, you understand, to the disconnection. That's disconnecting us from Christ and access from the kingdom. You go ahead if you want to. If they look at you like you're one of them, and what does that even mean? So I cried last yesterday. There are some things that just keep lingering around in different areas of my life. And Satan know who to use. He know who to use. He know what person, place, or thing. You understand? And he know who's there. He know who it, it would matter. Because he wouldn't send nobody who, you know, you don't really know. So it wouldn't even matter from somebody you don't know. But if somebody who you, you know, got in so deep in your heart. And, come on. And then people, you know, open themselves up. And just because I don't tell lies. Now Satan has some people to tell many lies on me. And I couldn't stand it. And still been, still circulating around. Still going you understand? Come on, let's be real now. Too much is given, much is being required. What's to be required? To know your armor, know your position. Know that God got it. Know that God is for you. Know that God is before you while he's for you. And I cried to God because he hurt it so bad. I said, God, I'm a good person. I love people. You know, you can smack me in the face and I buy you a sandwich. And it has happened many a times to me. Some of the lies hurting me so bad. Did me use some people to say, I'm going to take away everything that she loves. I'm going to get it where it really hurts. I'm going to use her father. I'm going to use her father to not want to be around. She loved her dad. I'm going to use this. I'm going to use that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And we all can relate with different areas. He used those things that's very close and dear. And I'm not saying that my father is being used by the enemy. No. God said clarify that. No. But there's a difference. There's quietness. The devil trying to cause separation. 
God said, give you the testimony. My father's in prison. He's been in prison since I was five. He's always been the greatest dad in the world to me. Disregarding anything he has ever done, whether he did it or didn't, I didn't care. You're still my father. I love you. And I write him. I haven't seen him in over 13 years. Matter of fact, my son, over 15, my son wasn't even born yet. He never met his grandson. Because everywhere he went, it was, it was somewhere where we couldn't go. Due to a lot of, you know, people that was in a different culture. Well, you know, try to retaliate and do harmful things to you on your way there. So me being a woman and my sister being a, a woman, he was like, no, just write. I ain't got time for these inmates in here because he had some pictures of us put us up in his cell. And a lot of inmates you know, know how to get to him when it comes to his daughters. And ain't nothing worse than having somebody talk sexual about your daughters in your face. And you got to remember where you at. You in the penitentiary. So you got to watch what you do. And, well, you're in prison, not penitentiary. You're in prison. And so he's just like, just don't come, please. It's saving me from getting in fights or anything. Just don't come. So now we're writing letters. A lot of fights break out there. If one fight break out, everybody don't shut down. It's the blacks against the whites. Real, real, you know, real bad in this part of Pennsylvania. He's up on the mountains. And the letters are starting to come slow. So now the guards, you know, think it's a good idea to keep my letters from him and to keep my letters going out so I couldn't get them. And they, they're trying to pick to get him to be upset because, you know, I thank God that he doesn't have a temper anymore. But, you know, when you're in prison for over 20 years, over 25 years, over, th you know, 30 years, you know, you got to, you know, protect yourself. So men there seem to be more aggressive. Or they don't want the ones aggression to come upon them in such a way. But he's like, they keep playing with my letters for my daughter. And that's why I said the enemy is trying to separate me and my dad. I'm going to use her father to hurt, to get the hit, to get her where it hurts. I tried everything else. I'm going to try this next. And I thank God. I thank God. Satan plan is under my feet. Can't no devil, no demon disconnect a connection to me. Neither you. You got to be that determined. Not to allow it to happen. And I begin to think about how great of a person I really am and how all the things came my way out of my control. And I just broke down crying in the presence of God yesterday. I mean, I never cried this much. I mean, I wept. And I wasn't trying to because I want God to see me, you know, standing strong. But let me tell you like this. The only way you can stand strong it's when you are weak. That's the only way your strength can be made perfect. When you are weak. Not when you're strong, your strength is made perfect. When you are weak, I was weak. Because I wept. It was one of those cries that pause you. Don't even hear a sound no more. It hurts so bad. Anytime Christ is holding you from behind, you know you're weeping. And God said, when you are weak, your strength is made perfect. So get ready for the perfection, my perfection over your life. 
in every area over your life. See, a lot of times we're thinking that our visitation from God from glory to glory is going to be just everything just rushing you. Bam. Here go money in the mail. Bam. Here go your spouse or bam. Here come a car. Here come a place. Here come with this. Here come with that. Here come a promotion. This and that. All at once. Let me tell you something. It's all here. I'm letting you know that right now. It's all here. Just continue to exercise your faith and declare and decree over everything that is connected to you. And when you do that, you're going to see everything in your possession. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. God say, I see it, Kranisha. I see your heart. I see. And I'm going to tell you like this. I didn't want to mention it. God wept too, but it wasn't from a place of weeping that endure only for a night. No, it was a weeping as when you heard I heard. When you lie about lamb. What you been through, I've been through it with him. That's why you always on top of a thing because I am with you. When you're going through things out of your control and not being a cause of things to happen to you. It's nothing like when God takes care of something for you. And I mean, it's been some serious lies been told on me. And it hurt me so bad. It hurt me so bad. And God had me to find out about it because it slipped up in a conversation. I couldn't believe my ears. What did you just say? What did you just say you heard? And then especially, it's one thing to hear, but when you hear the person who said it, say it to you as if you did and they know you didn't. It's like somebody look at you and lie on you in your face. I'm like, oh God, this hurts so bad. This hurts so bad. This ain't no, this ain't no, you know, no, no, uh, light accusation. This some type of things that cause you to be investigated, prosecuted. Things that you know that a person with a great heart would never do. And it was just more than one thing. And then many people begin to believe, but not in a sense like, I don't think this will happen. This don't sound like she, but why would someone come out and make, when someone make up something that's so, you know, out of the way, so barbaric, you just, you begin to believe because you would think, why would they say something like that? So, I mean, they will not just come out and say nothing like that. In this case, it really did happen that way. And many people was believing it. Now God showed me an understanding why things are the way they are. I'm like, oh, my God. What do you want me to do, Father? Do you want me to call everybody up and say something? Nope, leave it to me. I was like, Father, it hurts. It hurts so bad. It had me on the floor. And then God said, like I said to you, weeping days are over. Because when you are weak, due to weeping, my strength is made perfect, Quenisha. I got this. I saw this before you entered into your mother's womb. Before the world even began, I knew this. Before I even knew you, knowing me to know you. The way how you know that I know you due to you now knowing me. If that make any sense, please make sense out of that. 
<laughs> Make a lot, just in a nutshell. Coming alongside with God, knowing God, he knew all along. He always knew all along. Sometimes when we get, you know, the motions in the world, or even when it comes to something like an eviction, sometimes we thinking that we are getting, if it's out of your control, and sometimes you, you know, even lose your house or things like that, it's not always because it's just something that bad happened. It's because God taking you out of that to bring you into something better. You got to always see God in it, especially if you're walking with him. Now, I'm not meaning you out here making poor decisions with your money and then wondering why things are happening. I mean that it's out of your control. You get a phone call out of nowhere. You get called to the office out of nowhere because God taking you somewhere higher than that. I did not know my promotion came out of a worldly termination. 15 years out of 20,000 20, top 10, the best teacher in the company been awarded in that region for the past 15 years, those 15 years, every year, the same winner. And all of a sudden I get called to the office out of nowhere. We think it's best if you don't work here anymore. What? What? We don't want you to talk to the kids. We don't want you to talk to the staff or to the parents. Just get your things and go. Boom. I have a whole classroom right here. Get your things and go. Wow. In the middle of a lesson with some children. Middle of reading, painting, whatever kind of, you know, activity, a learning activity based upon the curriculum. Get your purse and go. Don't call no parents. Don't say what's going on. Don't tell no teachers. Just get your stuff and go. The director, and this was the assistant director that said it, but the director wasn't saying anything about it. He was just crying. Go. Get out of here. Thank you for your 15 years. You've been wonderful. You helped us build it. If it wasn't for me being there, I, God brought me there the year they was going to tear that, that uh, facility down. But when I came there, God used me to have them to continue to keep it because the parents were coming. Without no tuition, there is no business. And they were taking their kids out. But when God had me come in, they was like, oh, it's a nice teacher here. It's a great teacher here. Let's, you know, let's keep our kids here. And they started referring other parents and other parents other congressmen and women, other lawyers and doctors, other people from the House of Representatives. Thank you for keeping this business open, but go. As of right now, you are terminated. I could have passed out. Because in that company, you can retire in 20 years. I only had five more to go at a young age. <laughs> you understand? 
Hallelujah. All the benefits stopped. 401k, all of that. No more. Gone. Get your own medical coverage, your own dental coverage, your own life insurance coverage. Gone. So I had to leave. I get a report that it's a protest going on on North Capitol Street. The parents took off work for a whole month. Every day, five days a week, going up and down that facility. We want Miss Quinesha. And these are congressmen and women that are supposed to be in the Capitol. Doctors, lawyers, taking off for 30 days. We want Miss Quinesha back. It was sort of like on uh, Lean On Me when Mr. Clark was in prison. They all came there. We want Mr. Clark. Free Mr. Clark. We want Miss Quinesha back. I gave them my word. I wouldn't talk to a parent and tell them what happened. I wouldn't tell a co-worker. I wouldn't even talk about it. I knew that God was up to something because it was out of my control. If I wasn't careful, I would have thought, oh, it's the end of the world, the end of me. Let me go into a hut, into a rut and, you know, destroy myself. Let me drink my life to death. Let me cuss my way out of this. Let me go and bust somebody upside the head. Let me go get me a firearm and blow this whole joint up. No. Father, I thank you for the time that I had there. All the glory and honor belongs to you. It was right during the time of a graduation. And I wanted to be there because I had those kids that were graduating in infants. So I had them at six weeks and they were five years old. So I watched them grow. I followed every class they were in to become that teacher just to continue to have them, you know, be imparted into them. To impart into them, excuse me. Right before the graduation. I couldn't even see them walk. And it's just, you know, your blessings come how God have them to come. But when you walk alongside with God, you know that God is for you. So if things happen out of your control that don't seem pleasing, you don't have to understand. See, thing is, we quote scripture, but until it be manifested and show up evident in our life, in the area of our life specifically, we forget that theology. Because guess what? We went from reading about somebody else and now it's becoming our reality. So I forgot what they said to do regarding what they've been through because it's happening to me. But those are answers to the problem. That's the purpose of reading it. So you'll know what to do when something similar happened towards you. So it's going to be something that's trying to cause you to weep at night. It's going to be something that's trying to have you to be upset at night. Worried at night. But the answer is joy in the morning. Which means you ain't going to stay in that place. 
You can't stay there. It's like when a loved one go home to be with the Lord. Yeah, you can weep. You're going to miss them while they're here. But you can't stay in that place. You can't be in the room by yourself for a long time. You can't have your head low. Can't stay there. Crying, missing them. You can't stay in that place. Going to the doctor for every little thing. You can't stay in that place. I have never had an issue with any organ in my life. You know why? Because I never confessed one over my life. Been around people who said they had a corona. Had any kind of virus thing that you could catch through contact, through blood. Now, I can give a word over them. They, they got to believe it and receive it. Some just say, okay, well, you know, I'm not there yet. Yeah, okay. I'm still going to pray for you, though, but you just know that, you know, you are. Whether you think you're not, you are. Never, ever. No way. There's no way. And we keep thinking everything wrong with us. And keep going and going and going. Some of us go to the doctor like six times a month. Because you're always thinking something is wrong. People have us thinking the older you get, the more things become wrong. No, God says, oh God. The better it gets as the journey go on. Glory to glory. Not glory to less glory, glory to more glory in every area of our lives. And I got up from that place of being hurt due to the things that were being said that was totally wrong. It's like you would think, what, what did you even get out of that? What did you even get out of it? How did you even feel about saying something like that? And then the person started feeling bad. Like, you're just a good person. I'm sorry for what I did. Why don't you tell them that you're sorry for what you did? Oh, I can't admit that to them. I can't tell them that I lied. So you're talking to me, strategizing with me to say that you were right when I know you were wrong? We're not doing that one. Get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> Get thee behind me, Satan. Now visualize that. Somebody lying on you. And then you, they got exposed on the lie. And you, you know, they're coming to you. They know you heard. You're right there, present. And they're trying to justify by saying, you know, I did lie. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I know you're a great person. And then you say, well, go tell them the truth then. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I can't do that. It's going to make me look bad. Oh, selfishness. Oh, okay. But you believe in God for what? Oh, you just cutting yourself off from the connectivity from heaven to flow in your life. Until you do that, you're not going to receive nothing you're expecting God to do. Got me to prophesy that. And it's going to be that way to that person. Stop being stubborn and admit, I lied. On a great woman, I did lie. Those things never happened to me. You understand? 
And I thank God that when we feel like one leg is down and we can cry out for whatever it is, God will always lift up our heads. Because he said what? I am the lifter of your head. That means that it's things that can cause our head to be hung low. Can I tell you? Hallelujah. So much word was said today. I don't preach on top of a preacher. But God me to get on here and just say everything that was said. <laughs> I see the glory of God in my life and areas of every area in my life. And sometimes I'll be like, God, uh, I don't want to encounter something like this no more. I don't want to encounter something like this anymore. Can you just, you know, let this be over and done with? Because this right here is just, come on, Father. You can understand. You can feel my heart. You can feel my heart, Lord. You can feel my heart. And we all have been there. So back to what I was saying. When I was around everybody the day that was there, all I could hear is the gratefulness due to the deliverance and healing that we all received because of God's love for us. And it feels so good to know that everything I've been through, I am not alone. I am not alone. That's why it's so good to be around people and you confess your faults. They don't mean to look at them and, you know, any less, look at them better, higher. For being so open to be honest to lower themselves like that. To exalt God. In order to exalt him, you have to lower yourself. Because all the glory is being positioned on him and not you. Because you didn't get yourself out of that. He did. When we can hold ourselves accountable, that's when the glory is present. Because deliverance is present. And I was like, my God. You know? I'd rather be around some people that's just like, you know what? Let's pray. Let's pray. I got this going on, but I know God is good. Let's just pray. Sometimes it's good to say, let's just pray. Let's pray. I'm not going to be somebody that I'm not. Not anymore. No. I don't have no lies to tell anybody. Everybody that know me know I, I drink wine, okay? Whenever. Not every day, not every other day, not every week, not every month. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and you, you know, not be exposed. And many, and many of us are being exposed at some of the things that we try to hide. I don't have to hide nothing. I don't have to tell everybody everything either. <laughs> you understand? Just to eliminate any kind of motive against me. Sometimes you testify your own thing. Shut the devil up. Don't have me to get in front of social media, on social media. I, yeah, I'm getting a divorce. You want me to tell before somebody trying to tell my story for me. Can't nobody tell your story but you, like you can. Because you've been through it. Hallelujah. And then many start coming to me. Oh, I noticed you wasn't with that guy anymore. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that, yeah. Okay, okay. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> okay. You know? 
Hallelujah. Before I get off here, God want me to lift up insecurity in marriages and relationships. Friendships too. Insecurity come out of jealousy. And because of jealousy, insecurity is present. I just seen an old school friend from second grade. And what happened was his girlfriend dropped her bag of food and he didn't know she dropped it. And I stopped. Hey, you fool. Thank you. And her boyfriend was the schoolmate. Hey, we went and said we said it both at the same time. Hey, what's up? What's up? <laughs> I thought you still like the same, man. How you doing? Because I'm not I'm not a rude woman. I'm gonna acknowledge your woman first. Because I'm a lady. Hey, how you doing? Oh, what's up, ma? You understand? Now, not to acknowledge you, that'd be rude to me. That'd be unladylike. So I acknowledged her. And he was like, yeah, you look the same. You do too. You do too. Good to see you. I said, good to see you too. Next thing you know, I see him with his head like, and they're arguing. She went this, walk this way, this way, and he was walking to the car. She didn't want to go to the car. Y'all I heard him yell out, she's just an old school friend. I'm like, oh, God. Had I, I wish I'd not, not even say anything. Because they would just leave out the store by to have a good meal, have a good time. And you know what I'm saying? But guess what? It's not my fault. So I'm not going to put that on my back. But I'm going to lift it up to God. You understand? That we stop doing that. I was never a woman to be insecure. But I felt some kind of way. If I was with somebody who said they with me and look at somebody else as if I'm not good enough. Oh, no, nah, bye. You'll be dismissed quick. <laughs> Dis and I'll say it too. Dismissed <laughs> quick. Bye. <laughs> dismissed. <laughs> and not a lot of times. I didn't date much. No. I just be scared of men, honestly. <laughs> Boys, all of it. But I'll say it quick. Dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> For real though, no one gonna try to have me feel like I'm not good enough, mess with my self-esteem, mess with my confidence. No. And many of us ladies and men walk around like that today. Can't even speak to your speak to you, we can speak to you, but can't even speak to your significant other. Even in friendships. Many of us walk around in cults, not even aware. Anytime you have a circle of friends that no one can get in and it doesn't expand as the kingdom expands, it's a cult. Because you have people thinking that they're not good enough to fit where they belong. It's a cult. Hallelujah. Now we do have people that just you know, only you know hang around, you know, that's select, but you still open to socialize with other people. And other people have access to your friends of people. It's not like it's just us, always us, nobody else. No one's going to come inside of this. No one's going to leave out. That's a call. That's a call. Simple as that. And, and then you see your friend with somebody else, you get mad. Oh, you call such and such? You didn't call me? Oh, I'm hanging with, I'm hanging with my, um, her today. Oh, I can't go with y'all. See what I'm saying? Things like that. And some of us love when people are jealous over us. Some of us try to make people jealous over us. 
can't do that. We can't do that. We can't do that. Hallelujah. You don't have no need, no need, no reason to be jealous. Because whatever God has for you, no matter if it's a person, place, or thing, it belongs to you. Hallelujah. Seriously. Seriously. Father, I thank you right now for my hour has come. <laughs> Today, God showed me two ears. I've never seen two identical ears before. Usually when God showed me an ear, that means that I'm listening very closely to you. He's like, I'm touching his heart when he showed me his ear. You're touching me. You're touching me. Keep talking. Keep talking. Then he showed me <laughs> his ears twice, meaning a double portion. You're touching me with your worship. You're touching me with your praise. You're touching me with stirring yourself up. You're touching me when you stand fast like you standing fast. you touch me being slow to speak and quick in here. you touching me forgiving those who do what they know they shouldn't be doing upon you. You're touching me to continue to stand. You're touching me to let you shall prosper. You're touching me to lift up those around you up in my presence. You touch me when you only believe. You touch me because you love everybody the same. You don't look at your neighbors as your enemy. You look at Satan as to who he is. You touch me when you walk like me. You touch me when you talk like me. You touch me as you demonstrate me. You touch me. Your lifestyle is calling things that be not <laughs> as though they were. Because it is. That's why I call it. Because what's not, what doesn't seem to be or appear, it actually is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen, not seen. But when you're walking like God, those are the things that's unseen. Those are things you see first. I'm trying to tell you. So here's our worship, God. Here's all of our praise. We thank you now for the hour has come. Because the glory of you is risen up on us. And we are shining. And we are shining well. I thank you every day. Every hour, every second and minute for always being who you are and never changing. Your eyes are upon every single one of us everywhere at the same time, all the day long. You say when we make up our bed in hell, you are there. Wherever we go, there's no escaping you. I mean, even with poor decisions, you are still with us. I'm so glad you satisfied. I'm so glad. I don't have no burnt offerings. If I was in an old covenant. It's not enough. I thank God not in that generation. And I thank you for blessing them in that generation. I wouldn't even want to put no animal up there like that. <laughs> set a fire to them like that. They don't kill them against them on fire. They set them on fire while they're alive. I know I grew up Jewish. <sighs> so it's a terrible sound and smell in the atmosphere. But it brings glory and honor unto God due to that sacrifice. And I thank God that he found another way. 
He saw that way before that way. Thank you, Father, for that. My God. I see chains being broken of somebody's life and earth that you weren't even aware they were there. Hallelujah. Generational chains. Generational chains. Generational chains. There are a lot of people who have a bloodline with insecurity. A lot of women, a lot of men don't want nobody around their significant other. They're sheltering them. Can nobody come around them, come near them? It bothers you when somebody want to hug your, your husband or hug your wife. The opposite sex, the opposite, the opposite gender. Can't be like that. That's yours. No one can take what belongs to you. So, I, you know, you really got to gravitate and really got to receive and do to self-evaluation. Why am I like that? Why am I like that? Why am I insecure? Why do I feel like somebody can take what's mine? Why do I feel like that, you know, something of mine to go somewhere else? Why? What's going on with me? And guess what? It don't have to be nothing going on with you. It can just be something that's just passed down that you didn't cast down. I'm trying to tell you. Whatever's being passed down, cast down. Seriously. I had to cast down. Uh, I cast that down very early. I, I, I didn't even pass to me. I, I just saw it. I, it ain't, ain't me. <laughs> I do not need a man to feel like I'm, a, I'm somebody. Uh-uh. And I don't need no money. I don't love money. Uh, and I'm not religious. So it's like they pretty much like, you know, you're not like us. You're not one of us. And guess what? I'm sure not. I got to make a stand. <laughs> and I thank God that they also change as well. I'm not controlling. I am not abusive. Oh, no. God showed me something. That's why he put me a mighty long way. Because <laughs> I saw way down the line. Oh, no. I am not a racist. <laughs> Come on. I do not. I will not. Whatever. That's not pleasing to God. I will not compete. I will not compare. I will not be jealous of my family members. <laughs> I will not lie about what I have under my belt. I will not lie about how much I make. And I'm not going to go out and broadcast it either. <laughs> I'll try and tell you. They got all kinds of apps now. They got an app that exaggerates your bank account. And I'll never forget this if this man did that. And they were laughing. Your account, it says, uh, you got the same lady that's on the bank that gave you your account. Your account balance is, it said 1 million, 400. It just, you know, I'm like, you know, stop lying. And you can tell it was playing. Not saying it cannot happen, but, you know, he wanted a girl in a car to hear his balance. But how foolish is that? Because a person who got that much money wouldn't even, you know, be showboating. One of the wealthiest, I mean, not one, but the wealthiest people here, you would never, you know, could tell because they don't parade that. They don't want that attention because they already know what they have. You understand? So get rid of insecurities. You're not insecure because of your weight, your age. It has nothing to do with any of that. It's because of something passed down the bloodline. And it's usually a bloodline filled with women. Because in my bloodline, it was women who, who thought they needed a man to feel like a woman. No, I don't. I, they ain't even had to come near my direction. I just seen it. Oh, won't be me. <laughs> I'm for real. Oh, flirtatious. Oh, not me. <laughs> and they tell you, no. No, she ain't. She is not that. <laughs> it's my time for now. Greater seasons in us than his in the world. I love you.